Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. You know, Junior Bear came out of um, an, a prayer that I prayed because uh, the first story that they gave me to teach the kids at this at, at our church at that time was Genesis 22, which if you don't know is where Abraham puts Isaac on the altar. And I was shocked that this was going to be the story for the children. Um, and, and someone suggested that maybe I acted out with the kids. And I was I just like, no, we want the children to love the Bible and not freak them out. Uh, and so I prayed about it and I said, Lord, how do I take your big story of Genesis 22 and, and make it that kids can understand it? And I got this picture of a bear cub in the forest and his dad and how they interacted with each other over a birthday present. And, and that's where Junior Bear was born. Something as simple as a bear has been helping people to learn and better understand some of the stories from the Bible. Today, we're joined by Brad Kloss and he's the author the Junior Bear book series. He's also a kids pastor at Crossview Church in Steinbeck, Manitoba. That book series was recently awarded the Children's Book Award from the Bird Guild Awards today on Connections. Brad shares with us the inspiration behind this book series, the importance of simplifying the Bible in some situations, and what it was like to receive that award. We're joined today by Brad Clausen. He is a kids pastor at Crossview Church in Steinbach, Manitoba, but he's best known as the author of the Junior Bear book series. Let's start off by just reminding our listeners about the Junior Bear series. Tell us a little bit about these books. Uh, the Junior Bear series is uh, uh, stories where we use uh, the forest world of Junior Bear to bring Bible stories to life. We started telling them with uh, kids at our former church, uh, the three, four, and five-year-olds, and it just developed out of there as a way to bring Bible stories to life for children. And then we found that adults and grandparents started to love them as well. And so we've started pursuing books. What is it about those books that people love so much? You know, from what I, what I, when I talk with people about it, they love the innocence of the books because story has such a unique way to get to the, it's almost like it gets to the back door of our hearts and it allows us to experience emotion in a different way. And, and so the innocence of Junior Bear is something that a lot of people can connect with and identify with. And then the love of his dad, Mr. Bear, who's the God Jesus figure in all the stories. Uh, that's the grace and the love of God that we want to experience and know in our lives. And I think that these stories help that come through. Who's Junior Bear, i.e., did you base it off of anybody you know, one of your kids or something like that, or your own childhood or something, Brad? <laughs> no, that's a great question, Mike. Uh, you know, Junior Bear came out of um, an, a prayer that I prayed because uh, the first story that they gave me to teach the kids at, this, at, at our church at that time was Genesis 22, which, if you don't know, is where Abraham puts Isaac on the altar. And I was shocked that this was going to be the story for the children. Um, and, and someone suggested that maybe I acted out with the kids. And I was I just like, no, we want the children to love the Bible and not freak them out. Uh, and so I prayed about it. And I said, Lord, how do I take your big story of Genesis 22 and, and make it that kids can understand it? And I got this picture of a bear cub in the forest and his dad and how they interacted with each other over a birthday present. And, and that's where Junior Bear was born. So it, he's not based on anybody uh, specifically, but I've, I've had children really connect and say, he's just like me. He asks questions. Mm. He's curious like me. He's, he wants to know his dad, his father better, right? And things like that. And, and so it's been really interesting that way. You mentioned it a little bit, but how important is it to simplify and, and just kind of um, bring things to a different level when it comes to Bible stories and sharing them? You know, I've found that that is, that is uh, very vital to understanding Scripture better and understanding God's heart better because 
Uh, we can get so caught up in the big words of the Bible or, or this theology of the Bible, we forget the story of the Bible. And and in the story, we we find God's heart in it all. And so as I've done these stories and as I've uh, opened this up in my own heart, I begin to learn more about God's character and more about his love for us and how how to view stories biblically in a, in a new way, because uh, story allows those emotions to come out and then you connect differently with it. And so it's so vital to understanding uh, deeper truths in a, in a better way. Now, your books are obviously connecting. You were recently awarded the Children's Book Award from the Word Guild Awards. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, that was uh, that was an exciting thing for us. Uh, the Word Guild Awards, I, I, uh, I had submitted the book. We have uh, two books, and we, I submitted the Kite Festival to that one way back in March and kind of kind of forgot about it, actually. And then I got reminded about it a few weeks before it happened. And and throughout that whole time, I, I changed jobs, and I became a, a kids pastor at a church here in Steinbeck called Crossview. And, and I was so busy with that, and, and, and it was interesting. Interesting because the award ceremony was on a Saturday night and we do, we do Saturday church. So I actually couldn't even see it live, uh, what was going on there. <laughs> and so we found out uh, really afterwards, after church. And it was just really exciting to know that, like, while I'm doing church, God's doing this for us. And it's really fun. Um, and it's really cool because, it you know, it validates the work we've been doing, uh, the stories. It validates that, you know, these these books have value to families and and to parents and grandparents and kids and and so that was really encouraging for us it also was a finalist for a cover art award it didn't win that one but it was a top three finalist and and that was an affirmation that our artist had done great work and we really appreciated the work he did for that has this also inspired you to continue this series and to add more onto it that is the the hope and the dream. Uh, we're not sure yet how that's going to work out. Uh, we have had some hurdles with that and some significant ones, and we're not sure what that looks like. Uh, my next project that I have been dabbling with is to write kind of like a smaller chapter book uh, based on the story of Jonah and and uh, make that more more age appropriate for like an eight, nine-year-old to read a, a kind of a chapter book. Uh, again, just to bring out deeper truths out of the, the story of Jonah that that I think we as adults miss. Uh, but I would love to continue. We have a lot of stories and, and I'm just praying about how to get over these hurdles and how to take this to the next step and what to do with it from here. What do you think about those hurdles? Like you've had this success with the books, you're doing God's will, it feels like, and then you kind of get roadblocks. What's that like for you to face those? You know, that's been hard. I haven't always handled them well. I, I am human mm. after all. And yeah. And- I, I have been no one to complain the odd time or two um, and, and be frustrated. It is frustrating because we've sat on these stories for a long time and I've had a number of people tell us some really amazing things about them that they feel or that, that they prayed about and all these things and, and God's timing, you know, it's not my timing and, and that's probably a good thing, but I need to understand that more and appreciate that more. Uh, and in the meantime, he's done different things. So to lead me to a kid's pastor job right now has just been awesome. And, uh, and doing that is a new thing for us. Um, and and so it's it's just weird to wait and wait and wait and wait, you know. And yet at the same time, the stories are still there. There's still a passion for them. There's still an excitement. Uh, so it's just trusting now and waiting for God's plan and doing what I can. So I love these interviews and, and uh, doing what I can with what I got. 
uh, kind of like Moses with his staff, right? Like it, it's a stick in his hand and yet God did amazing things. And so that's really what I'm trying to hold on to right now. Uh, do what I can with what I've got and pray about the rest and try to trust and move forward. You're on that journey of the unknown. Absolutely. Yeah. We have no idea uh, what it, what it, what it will do yet. And, and maybe this is it. I don't know if, you know, we sell a few books and have some fun and help some families along the way. I think that would be great. You know, our, I've, I've come to realize that um, I had to change my perspective and my purpose and values. So rather than trying to sell, uh, you know, like a million books, every book sold equals a home that it gets to be in. Uh, that means that there's a family that's reading it. That means there's parents and grandparents uh, reading it with their with the kids. Uh, I just talked to a friend earlier this week, and he said that uh, our book is uh, right there with the kids. And once a week, that is the bedtime story for them, right? And and that is that is a huge value for me to hear because it beyond an award that validates our writing, that validates our work way more uh, because that's the idea is we want to get into the hands of parents and grandparents so that they can have moments with their kids and grandkids reading a fun little story, but then learning deeper biblical truths as they dive in more with, with the Bible story of it. That's a good way to look at it too. Like um, great way to look at a number of things, including like how we share our faith. You know, some of us might think like, man, I'm never changing the world. But if you share your faith with one person, let's say, and you impact their life, well, you don't know how many people those people are going to go on to impact, right? Same thing with your books. Like it's one book, but it could be six to 10 to 20 people. Totally. Absolutely. And we've heard many times people have uh, shipped them off to friends or family that they know of. We've heard of places where they've had them on their coffee tables for when company comes over, right? Like it's, it's really interesting when you, when, when you realize that what the work you've done, the writing you've put into this, it, it's, it is impacting people. And when I keep hearing from kids that they, they just love them, this is one of their favorite stories, like that, that just puts joy in my heart. And yeah, it's exactly that. We don't know the reach that's already had, right? What is it that keeps you going in ministry and just keeps you in that world? You know, that's another great question. I, I think God's done some rewiring in my heart over the last couple of years uh, to lead me more towards kids. I used to be a youth pastor back in the day. And, and back then God was saying, Brad, you're a youth pastor because that's the level I can teach you at. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Well, now I'm a kid's pastor. And and so he's <laughs> he's really simplifying it for me. Right. And, and, uh, you know, when I get to interact with kids and families and just see joy and when you got kids that come up to you and they, they, they know you because you've told them stories, they know you because the, you've brought them joy. Uh, that is a value. Uh, the other thing that God has given me for children's ministry right now is, is a couple of verses that have been so foundational to me where I found in, in uh, first John where he writes, uh, no, sorry, third John, third John verse four, he writes that he is no greater joy than to know that his children are walking in the truth. And, and that was a mm. profound verse for me with, with, with the stories because he wasn't writing to biological children. He was writing to his spiritual children. And, and that kind of became a value of mine that I wanted to make sure that whatever I put out, uh, kids would, could walk in the truth. And, and then the other verse was when he led me into kids pastoring now was when he said to the disciples, when they were, when they were stopping the kids from coming to him and Jesus says, let them come. Do not hinder them for, for the kingdom of God belongs to them. And I, I just sat in that and I just realized like, wow, he's, Jesus is preaching the kingdom of God, but the whole time the children already have it. And I began yeah. to turn my heart and realize if I want to be part of the kingdom of God, I got to be where it is. Well, it's already with kids. 
that's that's then where my heart wants to be right now and and it's it's been really eye opening for me and heart opening so it's been an, a new a new adventure a lot of the time when i was a lead pastor i really tried to encourage our our church like watch the kids listen to the kids learn from the kids cuz they just get it on a whole nother level that we don't as adults so often. Absolutely. And as I teach them and interact with them, I'm, uh, it's just fun at what comes out of their mouths. You just never know. Yeah. And you just go with it. And it's, it's really great. You mentioned like kind of simplifying things, right? Like that's the level God can teach you at. Now you're a children's minister. And so simplifying <laughs> faith to learn that way. I often also said in the church too, like some of the best sermons I ever heard they were the little two minute or five minute children's sermon before kids Sunday school dismissal. Some of the most powerful, impactful statements of faith I've ever heard. Just those little brief sermons that are simplified. Yeah, absolutely. And, and as I look at our stories and how they're, they're like parables, they're, they're, they are parables of biblical stories. And I look at Jesus parables. They were, you know, many of them were just a few sentences, like four mm. or five verses long type thing. And the, the the simplicity of that, but the depth of it was was overwhelming. And and when I realized the depth that I could go with children and with adults through these types of stories, uh, it began to really excite me. And and I began to realize like, wow, this is this could be a really great thing. And you know, when it, when I have grandparents, I had a, a an uncle come up to me and he says we could use these stories in a seniors' home. I'd never thought of it because. Uh, yeah. it, it just wasn't on my radar, but it, it's so true. Simple stories that teach great biblical truth. And every book that we have, it also has a Bible study page so that you don't just read Junior Bear. It, it, then there's a page that says, why do we tell Junior Bear stories? It's because they tell us Bible stories. And you take your kids or, or anybody into the Bible story and you read that and you can interact with it and go, oh, okay, like here's the emotions here that we've kind of been missing because like I grew up in a Mennonite community, Mennonite church and you know, us reading the Bible with emotion wasn't very <laughs> popular, right? It wasn't happening, but it's a story, real people with real emotions. And and so Junior Bear has let me sit in some of these emotions and try to express them. Uh, like, how would I do this? How would Junior do that? And then I began to realize, how would the biblical characters do this and do that, right? And And that brings a whole new life to what you're reading. It's like reading the Bible all over again. It's uh, it's very interesting. While I'm listening to you guys and what the two of you have actually been saying too, I'm going back to my Sunday school years, vacation Bible school. Those stories, I still can remember learning yeah. these stories and doing right. the activities that come along with them. I can even remember like the coloring pages and everything. And it's it's as a child, it's basically when I know for me, I learned most of the Bible was from being a child and going to Sunday school and vacation yeah. Bible school. And I and I bet with that, Colleen, it also comes with a whole lot of joy. I can can hear that. And and that's what we forget as adults. That's what kids have. They just have this oozing joy that just comes out. And, and when I could do this with the junior bear stuff and tap into the joy again for adults and for grandparents, they then get to be part of a a child's world again, their kid's world again, and, and just experience that joy. And that's the relationship of Christ, right? It's, it's one that is uh, the bottom line is joy. Like in that relationship, he, that's what he wants to bring. He wants to bring life and love and joy and all these things. And yet as adults, we get so burdened down by so much in life and, and we've forgotten some of that. And, and so to be able to take time, just sit with a fun little story and, and then interact with God in a relational way 
it can be so refreshing. And so I love Colleen that you brought that out and that I could just hear your joy as you were brought into those memories again. And, and that's exactly what we're trying to tap into for people. I had no friends in Sunday school, but I Aww. still looked forward to it. Like it was the best thing. It wasn't the friends. It was the stories. Absolutely. My goal as a kid's pastor is to make kids church so fun that kids will help their parents get there on time. That's the idea. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as you've uh, written these stories, Brad and Junior Bear, uh, what's impacted your own faith the most? Like, did you have any aha moments as you were writing these books and scripture opened up in new ways for you or, or God's love or things like that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's a great question. And, and not only the stuff I've talked about already with the patience and waiting and God's timing and it's God's plan, that, that is something I wrestle with constantly because I, I, I want to see bigger things happen, but that's my ideas. And so that's part of learning about God's character and his sovereignty in this. Uh, but write that first story. Uh, like I honestly avoided teaching kids for a long time when I was being asked at the time I was a, a middle school teacher, volunteer teacher at the church. And the kids pastor at the time, she kept asking me every weekend, come teach the kids, come teach the kids. And I, I kept avoiding her um, because I, I, I was like, children are scary. No, I don't want that. But really, I didn't realize, I didn't think I could take kids to the depth that I could take middle school and high school students, right? Because there you could be sarcastic, there you could be funny, there you could kind of trick them into things. But finally, I said yes to her. And, and when she gave me Genesis 22 as the first story, uh, again, this was God's timing. And I had no option but to trust and say, all right, Lord, now what do I do? And also in this story uh, of this bear cub and his dad and this birthday present and all this stuff pops up, I began to focus on the promise of Genesis 22 and not, not the physical story of Genesis 22. And, and that opened up a different heart of God because uh, or for me, because Genesis 22, that's a story where a lot of adults read it and they close the Bible because they struggle with that one. Why would a loving God make uh, Abraham take his son and sacrifice him? Like, like, that's a really hard thing for us to grasp if we don't see the bigger story of the gospel. But instead of jumping to the gospel story with it, I sat in, in that one myself and I began to realize that there is a deep promise here that God is giving Abraham. And that's the story that I wanted to tell. We get so hung up on the details of what was going on, which we have to. There's, there's details that are important to pay attention to. And they, they tell the bigger gospel story. But it was this, this, this truth that God made a promise to Abraham. And he, he held that promise. But he, Abraham had to learn to trust him completely with it within it and and that was really powerful for me so that was the first one and then i've had many others where i've had these aha moments of realizing that that uh, god was using story to get the back door of my heart open as well and teach me things uh the stories of mary martha and lazarus the stories of of just how we as parents need to um be able to digest theology ourselves that we can better teach our kids this this all came out of junior bear stories in many ways and so I've had a lot of aha moments where, where God showed me some really neat things. For those interested in learning about the unforgettable adventures of Junior Bear, want to learn more about you and your family, how can they go about doing that? Yeah, they can find us. Uh, JuniorBearBooks.com is the website. And uh, we have links there uh, for the books. We have two books uh, that are available right now. And uh, the other way is email us, JuniorBearBooks at gmail.com. 
Uh, so anybody in the Steinbeck local area, they can contact us and, and see if we have books on hand in person. Uh, and so those would be the two biggest ways that, that they can find us. So uh, we are on Facebook as well. Uh, there's a Facebook page there too. So those are the three ways. Thank you again for joining us and congratulations again for your award. Thank you very much for having me. This is great. And thank you so much for listening today. Remember, if you want to listen to this full conversation again or any of the other conversations we've had on Connections, you can do that by checking out our podcast, Connections with Mike, Tom, and Colleen Hood. You can find that at podcastville.ca or wherever else to get your favorite podcast from. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on Connections.